Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone has uh, been having an amazing week. We are approaching the weekend and we are starting from scratch. We're, we're in a brand new month um, where we can make the best of it and take control of it today. We can take control of it today. We're in a fresh month, day one. And uh, I'd love to know what are your plans this month? What are you looking to accomplish this month that we can hold one another accountable for? What do you plan to do this month um, now that you can start from day one? We can track it from day one. So love to get your input in the chat. If this is your first time joining, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ladder Talk Live. I am Coach Walina. I am a executive leadership coach, and I'm on a mission to help leaders be better leaders. Uh, this podcast is um, an opportunity for you to learn from each other, an opportunity to uh, step into our best selves and best versions of ourselves. This week, we have been chatting about social media. We had an amazing guest yesterday, Coach Rocky, who really taught us all of the things when it came to employee engagement. And uh, for those of you who missed it, be sure to catch the replay, which can be found on all of your social media um, uh, podcast platforms and then also on, on uh, YouTube, excuse me. Check that out if you have not had a chance to, to do that. So today we are diving in even deeper and we're talking about social media for customer service. How do you use social media to provide better customer service? So would love to kind of get your, your input. You know, we all have experienced customer service from uh, uh, companies at various levels, whether it be from the level of a customer, and then also from the uh, perspective of an employee. And how we shape, uh, how, how the interaction between a uh, company or employer shapes our outlook on the long view, if you will, of, of that particular brand and that organization. Has it been a good interaction? Has it been a poor interaction? So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use social media specifically to provide customer service. It's no secret that the way we communicate and connect with each other is changing. Social media has become an integral part of our lives and it's changing how we interact with companies. So this can be a huge challenge for brands that want to go, want to provide good customer service, but don't know how to use social media effectively. So fortunately for you, we've got some tips to help you use uh, customers, or excuse me, use social media to provide a better, better customer service experience. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So now that you've had some time to reflect and think about, well, how has my experience been with some of these brands? Uh, I want you to think about, you know, when you see things online, you know, maybe it's a, a negative review. How is the company responding to it? Are they responding at all? Is it another generalized response? You know, we'll, we'll take care of it in the back channel. Or are they looking to solve it? front-facing so customers know that you take their feedback seriously 
and are looking to improve. Nowadays, we are looking at reviews more and more to um, identify products and if they're quality. Where we do this? Amazon. When we're looking at our Amazon cart or looking at our Amazon options and we have a hundred of the same things, what is the key differentiator between you purchasing one versus the other and the same? Number one is typically price and number two is reviews. If, if one is got thousands of reviews, it's four stars or above, or it's a five star uh, product versus the same exact product, but zero reviews, you're likely going to go with the company that's providing better reviews, right? Because they've been vouched for. They have the social proof. Other people have tried it out and they have had a good experience from it. Now, it is important for you to gather that data from your customers. And gathering it is is can be a, a tricky place because a lot of times, as they say, bad news travels fast, right? People are more willing to complain. However, if you entice them with, hey, if you provide us this review, we'll give you 10% off your next order for returning. It's, it's giving a double win because not only are you providing them feedback that allows them to say, hey, you know, I am um, want your feedback on this particular product. Let me know how much you enjoyed it. And secondly, it's providing access to a repeat cu customer because you're giving them that 10 cents, 10% uh, off on their next product if they provide you with this particular review. Now, for those co companies that do not get good reviews, and let's say this particular item was faulty or this particular item wasn't up to par, how are you deciding to respond? You can't pretend it doesn't exist. You can't just, well, maybe no one will notice because that's what people are looking for. Some people literally are sorting based on the negative reviews first because they wanna see how a brand responds. Before a brand wants to do business with you, let's say it's B2B, they want to see how are you currently engaging with your audience and, and how are you valuing their input? Because if, it, if they have good or bad experiences with your brand, it is important to learn from both sides because you have an opportunity to improve the brand based on feedback. It's important to respond quickly and consistently and consistently. That's the number one thing you need to keep in mind. Don't let weeks and weeks pass you by and you haven't gotten back to this customer regarding their feedback. Feedback is what's going to continue to keep your business growing. Word of mouth is going to be one of the number one ways for growing your audience. We learned yesterday from Coach Rocky that one employee has the reach of five times the reach of the brand itself, one person. So imagine those are your customers and their ecosystem. We, we need to connect with their ecosystem in order to continue to grow the brand. So in order to do that, we need to continue to reward those that are providing us with feedback, even if it's not good feedback. All feedback is good because you can learn from it. What can you improve about this item or this experience that allows you to now improve for the next round of people that are participating? So 
make sure that you're responding to your clients, your, your customers in a timely manner. Number two, how to monitor feedback in real time. Now, if you are a larger brand, you likely have a team dedicated to this. You probably have a customer service team that's specifically uh, dedicated to manning social media channels to ensure that you know, customers are being responded to in a timely manner. If you do not, if you are a one-man band uh, or one-person band, it's important that you take it seriously. You need to be um, allotting specific time, maybe an hour a day, two hours a day. You should be fine with an hour, but I would say man off, um, mark off one hour a day so that you can get back to customer engagement. What is the feedback? Was it good? How can we thank them for that? How can we reward them for their uh, feedback, right? How can you also um, uh, highlight your customer feedback, right? If, if you sell a product, can you reward your customers by putting their feedback on your platform if they show a picture of them wearing it? Let's say if it's an item, a piece of item of clothing or an accessory. People want to, to be thanked and a lot of people want to be thinked in a public manner, even if it's not an, a product. If, as, as uh, Rocky pointed out yesterday, can we talk about a customer of the week that we thank this particular person for being a new brand for us, right? Be able to highlight people in your ecosystem participating in the ecosystem because people want to be a part of something. People want to be connected to a community. That is so much the case. If it wasn't, social media wouldn't exist. It's the truth. If, if people didn't want to be connected, social media wouldn't be so prevalent. People want to be connected, whether it be in person or whether it be on a platform. So it is our job as business owners to ensure that we're providing us that place where people can be, uh, be able to feel like they're part of a community. That is going to be the key to constant engagement. You see, if you look at Fashion Nova, I talk about Fashion Nova a lot because um, they, they have a, a great strategy they've had for the past few years on having people constantly wearing their brand. And it's rather, relatively cheap stuff, right? They, they get it to you quick. It's relatively inexpensive, um, but they're constantly having their celebrities advertise. And now you as a consumer say, hmm, I want to look like them. I want to dress like them. So let me go ahead and buy a shirt. Right? You want to be a part of something. So you have to bring that same experience into your own brand. How can you make people want to feel a part of something? The only way you can do that is by highlighting your experiences that your existing customers are facing. People want to feel, like I said, a part of a community. How can you give them that space to do that? How can you reward them? How, and especially when you're a new business and you don't have a whole lot of customers just yet, those founding customers, those founding members of your ecosystem are going to be key in growing. They're going to be key because those people continue to be that word of mouth for you and expand your brand without ever having to pay them a dollar. They're not an employer. They're a brand ambassador. Right. 
And social media has created a place where technically now you can get paid to do that. But prior to, to it hitting, hitting it big, content creators on social media, influencers were just paid by getting free, free product. If you see a, a brand that, uh, excuse me, an influencer who has a, a following that aligns with the ideal client or the ideal customer of your brand and you send them some free merch and they wear it, it it's an opportunity for that, that particular brand to explode. And that's exactly what happened with Fashion Nova. They connected with um, influencers that were popular on Instagram and it spread like wildfire. To the point where now there are ambassadors, social media people who are have exclusive brands within Fashion Nova. So now they've expanded that network, created their own, created, brought their own ecosystem um, system of people onto their platform. The question is, how can you do that for your brand? How can you get a ecosystem? How can you encourage people to jump onto your platform or onto your uh, into your brand and help it spread? Right. How can you do that? There's a strategic approach, but you do it by rewarding the people, the early adopters to that brand. Because those people are the ones who are going to do it with a smile on their face because they truly believe in the mission. They truly believe in what you're doing. They truly believe that they love their, the product that you're providing the experience that you're giving, right? So what, what can you do today or what plan can you and your team put together to reward your early adopters into your business so that it can continue to grow and, and continue to expand? Good morning, Sean, Asia, Thomas, happy. Um, if people didn't want to be recognized, social media wouldn't exist, exactly. Um, let's see. I love the Fashion Nova example, even though they provided what they said they would. I'm also reminded of the Fire Festival using influencers to promote an illusion. So with that particular example, ego got in the way. Right. I was just recently watching a documentary about Burning Man. And there were tons and tons and tons of things that could have been prevented and put into a safe place, but ego got in the way and then dollars got front of the line, right? That was the most important thing. But when you're building a brand, you have to understand what are your non-negotiables as a brand, just like you have to have non-negotiables as a person. What are your non-negotiables as a brand that nothing will get in the way from standing on our morals? So we control the, the element of, of what we stand for and what we won't stand for. Now, the next thing we want to talk about is hashtags. Hashtags have been around for a very long time. There's a misconception that you need to have like a million hashtags, that that's what makes you famous and all of these things. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not saying that one over the other is, is accurate or inaccurate. However, I do think it helps in the search. So we use similar style of a hashtag, kind of a keyword search in the talent acquisition space. So a hashtag is the same. So when a person types in, if they're looking for a particular thing, they type in that keyword and your profile or business will pop up based on that. Now, based on the popularity of that particular hashtag and your popularity as a brand. 
that's what determines whose profile pops up. Same thing with in the talent acquisition space. Whenever we are um, doing that, that's what helps us determine when we're going to be seeing people, right? And, and when that person will likely be us that we want to be seen. So I do think that uh, hashtags are very, very important, just as it is in your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Keywords are important to express. They're important in your brand. It's it's um, the SEO experience where, you know, certain key excuse me, certain keywords are going to allow people to find you more easily, even if they don't know your brand's name. So if you are a particular niche, you need to ensure that you're constantly putting that out there. So once again, people will see you, people will find you. Um, if, they, if they're engaging with a competitor, they'll still come across you. I like to use the analogy, if you look at your LinkedIn profile, um, if you're doing a search, you'll see that the people you may know or people like you, it's, it says something like um, people similar profiles or something like that will pop up. Now, as a result of that, now people that have a similar title, similar experience to you will pop up on the side. So you have to think about that in, from a hashtag SEO experience perspective. If they've hopped into this particular, so for example, if we're looking from LinkedIn to Entra, LinkedIn, if a person is looking for that company, they're still going to be interacted with Entra now. Moving forward, they may see more Entra ads because it's providing a similar um, experience loosely. Right. So you want to use that as an example. If I'm looking at Fashion Nova, I might now see um, ads from a similar brand that has the same uh, flow and look and the ideal audience is similar. So keep that in mind, especially also when you're looking at ads, you want to identify. That's why it's so important to identify who is your ideal audience, who is most likely to be do well on something in this platform, in this ecosystem, in this community? What do they do? Where do they drink? What do they have for breakfast? Are they a coffee drinker? Do they go to Starbucks? Or are they just going to McDonald's for a frappe? You know, are they eating at Burns Steakhouse or are they eating at McDonald's? You know, again, identify what your people are doing so that you can go to where they are. And I don't mean you got to physically go there, but when you're online, you can strategically um, strategize how to reach them based on some of the things that they're going to be doing in their day to day life. That's specialized marketing. Right now, is this helpful? Um, what questions can I answer as it pertains to this? Do you think that customer service has has changed over the years. I'm curious what your thoughts are from a customer service perspective. You know, we've gone from go, uh, the customer is always right mentality to, well, let's just see what happened, right? Uh, let's see, what is a good time frame for responding in a timely manner? I would say 24 to 48 hours. That's why I say it's important to block off, if you're, if you're your own brand, one hour a day to getting back to your customers one hour a day. Once you have a larger audience, then hopefully you'll have a team dedicated to that, a customer service team. Then they're getting back to them within 24 hours. So it's important that you, you create that, that space where people can reach out to you so that you can get back to them in a timely manner. 
you you notice there are different things that happen, current events that happen. You you see them on your your feed of of things, and then instantly that that brand gets back to the public, apologizes or acknowledges this, or you know gives more detail or insight that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. That's because they have a team dedicated to responding to things like that. So think about that in reverse. When you are being reached out to for opportunities, going back to the the career side, if you're being reached out for opportunities, you got to kind of hit while the iron's hot. So if they respond to you, if they reach out to you, I would say as a candidate, respond at least within 24 hours. Because if you wait any longer than that, out of sight, out of mind, the the recruiter hasn't just reached out to you. They're reaching out to hundreds of people a week for an opportunity. So you have to do your due diligence to respond in a timely manner. All right, Asia says, when you gain new followers on social media, what are some ways you can thank them for following? Well, I mean, it depends on what uh, solution you're providing. If it's a product, you can say thanks for for subscribing, thanks for for following. Uh, I'd love to provide you with a 10% off uh, coupon for new customers use promo code X, Y, and Z. Right? Just a thank you for for being a part of the audience. Look at what these other brands are doing. They're doing the same thing. Would you? You'll notice when you hop into a, a web page and they say, "Hey, would you like to uh, earn 10% off new customers only?" That's the same thing. It's the same thing that you can do. If if you're not selling a product, you can say, "Hey, thanks so much for joining. Um, you know, following me today. Excited to to." you know, have you a part of the community? What are you looking forward to most receiving out of this engagement? You also want to start building connections, building conversations. When you're starting off small, it's important to build on the actual relationships one person at a time. Because one person at a time is what builds brands. It was the first person to buy that that Ford vehicle. It was the first person to sign up for that Instagram profile. I saw today on Snoop Dogg's Instagram, he said he was an early adopter to Instagram. And the Instagram uh, uh, founders talked about how they only had eight employees at the time. And Instagram was one of the biggest celebrities at the time to hop on to the profile. And now look at what it is today. But it's about creating experiences and connecting to the people. Don't just say, hey, you know, welcome. See you, in the, see you around. Create relationships with people. You notice when I hop onto these podcast lives, I'm saying good morning to each person I see. That's why I encourage people that I can't see. For example, sometimes I can't see who who's watching live on LinkedIn. I just see a number of people. But if you greet yourself in the comments, I make it my business to ensure I say hello. Because I want you to know I see you. You're seen. I see you. I hear you. When you when you, Asia, are pointing out comments, it 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 feeds me because I see you. And now I feel seen because you're commenting back. So you're creating relationships with people you may not have ever actually had a conversation with, right? So it is important to create that because that's what builds sustainability. And that's what also builds authenticity. People will continue to follow you because they they know you see them. They feel like they know you, right? How many times do you see celebrities 
and they may like a post that you've posted or thank you for something. And now you feel seen. Serena Williams, who's going through her final matches and is going to go all the way to the end, we know she uh, sent out an email out. It made it seem as though it was personalized to me. I know that, you know, Serena doesn't know me just yet, but um, she gave a free uh, piece of jewelry to, to each person that signed up based on the email she sent. Thank you for, for signing up for this. I'd love to share a special gift for you. And it was beautifully packaged and all of those things. But you're creating experiences because now I'm telling you about it. So now you're going to look at Serena's profile and be like, well, what did she give out? Let me go check her out. Right. So how can you create experiences that people want to talk about even when you're not in the room? That's where brands grow. That's why Career Boss Academy is is in a place that it is today. And I know that Ladder Talk Live will continue podcasting perspective because we're creating authentic communities. So that's something you want to consider. I hope that answers your question. Um, and if we don't have any additional questions, um, we have a couple of to make. We have I have I have a new podcast episode dropping on tomorrow. Um, from 30 Paws. I did a, a podcast last night. So be on the lookout for that on my social media platforms. Once again, today is the first. So as promised, I will no longer be posting the replays on all of my platforms for the podcast. I will only exclusively be posting the replays on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Ladder Talk Live, as well as the audio version on, um, on wherever you watch your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. So check those out. Make sure you're subscribed in case you do not have the ability to watch it. That's going to be the only place you can see it. Uh, tune in tomorrow, Friday. We are um, actually launching a brand new thing. Um, so Friday, we're going to be doing the weekly rewind. Rewind Every Friday, we're going to be doing that where we're really doing key takeaways that what did we really get out of this week's, this week's um, episodes? And I'm going to be leaning in on you all to give me feedback on that. I'm going to want to have you participate. You're going to be able to raise your hand, speak up into the podcast and let me know what did you learn this week? What, what were your biggest takeaways? So keep that in mind for tomorrow. Be ready to raise your hand and give feedback. I look forward to receiving it. And again, I'll see you tomorrow. We have our 6 p.m. workshop this afternoon. Go to yourfavoritecareercoach.com to sign up. I will be going live on LinkedIn. Um, it is going to be the LinkedIn audio version. So you will be able to actively speak and chat with me live on LinkedIn um, as we go through the three secrets to recession-proofing your career, and then the introduct uh, introductory offer into my 30-day program that is starting in September. So I look forward to seeing many of you this afternoon. Uh, be ready to learn a few things about a few things. Until then, I will see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic start to your month. Go ahead and jot down, jot down those goals. Um, shoot me a message what they are so I can hold you accountable. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free 
complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.